As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media that we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the multiverse, never to be heard from again. Uh, my name is Steve, and with me, uh, he's known as the unknown Puerto Rican Flash. It's... Uh, that's El Flash, Steve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Yahel. I'm, I'm doing well, Stephen. How, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be back of, after our, our series of uh, in real life episodes filmed or recorded at uh, the El Flash base of operations yes. in Tampa, uh, Florida. The Flash catacombs. <laughs> catacombs? What? Well, yeah, I mean, you got that. Uh, you got that um, coffin in there. It might as well be a catacomb. Yeah, it's it's turning into to one. I got a, I got a few more things for the coffin that came in. It's looking really good now. So and, uh, yeah, just... what is the overall plan for the interior design of uh, of your house? Uh, have you are you familiar with the Castlevania video games? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great answer. Uh, an awesome. Yeah, I mean idea. that's kind of what I'm going for. But uh, I'm mm. I'm trying not to go too too crazy because I do want to sell the house. And uh, so I don't want to like do like too much stuff to like the walls or anything, but yeah, I want to get like some damask wallpaper maybe for one of the rooms. But I'll probably save that for the next house. And yeah, it's, it's going to look like a like a nicer uh, castle. So nouveau gothic chic is that what we're is that yes. what we're calling it? Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. fantastic. Well, none of this has uh, anything to do with uh, the show Good. that we are covering today. There's not even a, a transition I could do here. Well, all right, here. I actually I just thought of one. Well, here's someone who's not decorating their interior to look like a castle. It's the '90s Flash. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> What is your experience? Well, I, I will say it, it. The show looked, especially at night, very like, like, like noir gothic synth wave, like this weird combo. Oh, absolutely! And I, you might as well say Gotham City because they were totally mm-hmm. going for the '89 Batman look, which one hundred percent. Which though it looked, I mean, we're already getting into it uh, too deep. But I was going to say, which though it looked good. I don't think is the right kind of feel uh, for the Flash, um, but uh, we will get yeah. further into that in uh, just a moment. Um, so, what is your history with just the Flash as a character? Like, what was the first time you encountered him? Was or encountered him? Oh. Was it comic oh, books, I, TV? Obviously, not movies, because only now yeah. did he finally get a movie. Um, I, I don't really know. I, I'm assuming comic books probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I don't remember. Like, I never watched, what was it, the Super Friends? Right, uh, me either. Like I think that. that was before our time, a little bit before our time. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it was, but I, at least, like, in Puerto Rico, they ran reruns. Oh, sure. I mean, Friends, same here. It, yeah. it looked outdated even then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he got that right, yeah. I think it was just like... What about like... you, man? I'm, I'm assuming comic books. Uh, you would assume that, but it's actually this show. Like, I had um, really no idea who The Flash was, and I remember, I think they had a picture of him on the cover of, like, Entertainment 
weekly or something in the suit and everything. And uh, then I don't know, I guess my mom turned it on for me or something. And I mean, as far as I knew, The Flash was just a TV show. But then later she actually got me a Flash comic and I was like, there's Flash comic books? What? Did you think that um, the comic book was based on the, on the TV show? I might have at that time. I might have. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was this, um, this show first. And um, how about the show? When Did you watch this show back in the day? I did not watch the show. And I really don't know why. Like, I don't – I know I saw it, but I never watched it. I don't even remember, like, what it was carried on, like, TV station or mm-hmm. anything. So, yeah, I somehow never watched it. Oh. And it looks like it only got one season, right? So Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I remember watching it, and spoiler alert, at least, I guess not really a spoiler. It's just back then, uh, loving it. And it just uh, went away and never came back. But, I, well, how about the, the new Flash on uh, the CW? Did you watch that? Yeah, I actually watched, like, the first, I want to say, three or four seasons of it. <laughs> Maybe more. I, yeah. And I really liked it. But then it just got a little too, like, melodramatic with the love stuff with Iris. And it just got, it just felt too soap opera. Yeah, the the writing really took a hit after the uh, second season, I thought. I thought the first two seasons mm-hmm. were awesome. Uh, yeah. And it was awesome. So it did nothing for your fandom to see uh, John Wesley Ship play uh, Barry's dad in the uh, the new show, you were you, you just so didn't weirdly care. enough because I knew that he had played the Flash in the nineties, mm. and I don't even know how I knew it was him. Like I actually was excited when he popped up and thought it was really cool that they did that. Yeah, uh, oh, as was I, and the fact that he not only played the dad, but using all their weird multiverse logic, he also got to be the. Golden, Golden Age, Age Flash. Flash, yeah, yeah, and uh, he uh, still looked good. Uh, it was definitely uh, yeah, he looks fantastic. Yeah, for sure, and uh, did a good job. And I remember, I guess when they wrote him off, I was kind of disappointed about that. But um, but I mean, I, that I was able to live with. But the terrible writing that came in season like four and five, and then everyone getting superpowers was what made me turn off. Yeah, like, that's the other thing too. And like everybody knows who the Flash is, like. He's constantly telling people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of lame. And like you said, everyone's getting superpowers. The dialogue, like I, like the stories themselves weren't bad ideas mm-hmm. for like episodes, but the dialogue was just like real cringe. Oh, yeah. Really cringe. Uh, but uh, so we ready- watched this last season, though. Oh, to, hmm. uh, well, let me know if it's worth it, because I was never planning on going back. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm sure it won't be great, but I just kind of want to see how they wrap everything up. And I found a YouTube video that catches you up on all the other seasons, so that way I don't have to watch. (laughs) It's just one YouTuber going, and then this guy got powers, and then this person got powers, and they went to (laughs) a different uh, universe, and then blah, 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 blah. But uh, anyway, are you ready to dive a little bit deeper into the Flash 90s TV show? Let's do it. All right. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right. Well, before we get uh, too deep in the show, I mean, since we're probably never going to talk about The Flash again, I thought I'd at least talk about his uh, comic book origins. And uh, this Flash, which is also known as the Silver Age Flash, 
Uh, his first appearance was all the way back in Showcase Number Four back in 1956, and he was obviously a reimagining of the Golden Age Flash. He was created by Robert Kenniger and Penciler Carmine Infantino. <laughs> did you know any of that? You hell, did you? Uh, no, I no, I did not. Because <laughs> I didn't either. No one ever, no one ever talks about who created uh, at least this version of the Flash, and I mean everybody loves him. But uh, it seems like. Um, but anyway, so the Flash uh, TV show, um, the pilot, or we're watching the pilot, uh, season one, and it's actually on IMDb, uh, touted as episode zero. Uh, it premiered September 20th, 1990, and ran all the way to May 18th, 1991. As Yehel said at the top of the show, one season, uh, 22 episodes. And uh, so what do you think about speedsters in like the comic book world in general um it's fine there's just also kind of like a lot of them now it seems mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. much like the flash tv show but uh i i mean they've done some like really cool and interesting stuff with the speed force right um i will say like the speed force has kind of turned into from what i know like it just whatever crazy idea you can just say, oh, the Speed Force can do X, Y, Z. A deus ex machina kind of thing. But but, but it's not. Yeah, I, I was trying to. Th- I almost went with deus ex machina too. But but it's not really a reset button. It's like a. Oh, oh we want to tell some crazy stories. So it turns out that if you do this in the Speed Force, it does this other thing in the real world. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> I know the term we're looking for here, but it's escaping my brain at the moment. Uh, yeah. So out of all that we're prepared. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in every other way we're prepared. Uh, Do you have like through the Marvel and DC universe or even if you can even remember like image or (laughs) the Ultraverse, do you have a favorite speedster? I guess the Flash. I mean, yeah, uh, he's probably he's got like the best uh, costume, I'd say, like compared to like. Who's the uh, Marvel speeds? Quicksilver. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's kind of mad. He's mid. Yeah, I I agree. Like both versions of him, uh, if you're talking about because there's the one in X-Men and then the one who got killed in the Avengers universe. Although, you know, that scene with the X-Men version of, you know, him, you know, running around in slow motion. That's a classic scene. But uh, Mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, it's kind of a one note character. They've never really uh, done much with him. But uh, yeah. But yeah, I'd say The Flash is probably first and probably the best, um, for sure. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, that's about it. So here's the... But, so- but who is your favorite Flash, like uh, TV Flash, uh, TV or movie Flash? Oh, that's good because it also ha- bleeds into another question I was going to ask. Uh you mean compared to like what we're about to watch versus the movie yeah, versus like, Grant like, Gustin? Like as far as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, do you like the John Shipley, the John West Shipley Flash, the <laughs> Brian one, or uh, the uh, the guy that attacks women? Uh, <laughs> well, of course, the guy who likes women. I uh, think you mean Ezra Miller. No, no. I mean, yeah. I would say I like this version just because the the com the suit is comic accurate, and this was the first one I saw, um, and also like. I don't care for the auxiliary characters in the Grant Gustin <laughs> Flash. Like when he had a whole team like working with him, I was like, why does the Flash need a team? He's the Flash. Like he doesn't. Yeah. He... I mean, I didn't mind. Oh, we have a creative KV here in the chat. Welcome. 
Um, oh, no. I didn't really mind when it was like Iris and um, what's the the younger guy's name with the long hair? Kind of looks like me. Right, the vibe guy. I just know his vibe. Yeah. yeah. Before he turned into vibe, when it was just like right. the two of them and the and Iris's dad occasionally helping out. Mm. I thought that that was fine. Yeah. But like, but yeah, you're right. Later on, it's like a team team. I just hated when like speedsters they, and yeah. yeah, when they couldn't figure out what to do with Iris, and they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna make you the leader." Like, why is she the leader? She doesn't have any special powers, or like, have you ever led anything before? Like, it's yeah, just... was it was she like a blogger at first? Or yeah, like... something like as someone mean, who works alone, basically. Yeah, and, and they do paint her like she she is written to be you know an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. So okay, fine. But the problem is that like you have better qualified people like the cop dad, yeah. you know, who's used <laughs> to these like dangerous situations, or exactly. you know Barry Allen who works at, you know as a lab guy for the cops. So you know right. it doesn't it just doesn't like make sense for her to be the leader. No, no, it's just. Uh... Creative's got nothing for you, Iris, so we're making you the leader. Uh, and I've seen it in other shows, too. Whenever they can't figure out what to do with a character, they're like, oh, uh, you're the leader. Uh, but uh, anyway, so here's a quick synopsis for the 90s Flash TV show. And it is as follows. A laboratory accident endows a police scientist with the ability to move at superhuman speed, which he uses to battle a menacing gang as a superhero. And uh, this was directed by one Robert Iscove. And uh, he hasn't, he does mostly TV, but he's got a few features. One that includes She's All That. I know I've never seen that. He directed an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, 21 Jump Street, and Star Trek The Next Generation. Should I run Ooh, the bumper or do you have nah, more? No, don't, don't run the bumper because there's others. All right. Uh, moving on to the writers, uh, we've got uh, Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo, and they are a writing team, and they are responsible for... Have you ever seen any of the Trancers movies? No. Oh, you got to check them out. They're really fun sort of uh, B-movies that um, were put out by like a full moon. There's like five of them. Like the first three are actually pretty good. And they star uh, Tim Thomerson, which is uh, Barry's brother in this uh, in this pilot. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, they're um, they are a lot of fun. But these guys are also responsible for maybe more famously uh, the Rocketeer and a little show called Viper, which I think has been on our list for a while that we need to cover someday. Oh, I thought we did cover it. Didn't we? Um, we never covered viper as far as i know maybe i'm just because i did i used to watch vipers so yeah maybe me too just, i'm surprised my memories we... are just so fond and <laughs> in the forefront of my mind at all times oh viper yeah um mm. so yeah and it was distributed by warner brothers uh television so uh who are some of the people aside from tim thomerson who are involved with the flash uh tv pilot well there's, there's a big cast mm-hmm. and uh i'm not gonna go over all of this um, oh, we have Emma Pascal, Pascal uh, in the chat. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Hey, Wrestling Gaming, really loved your video on GoldenEye64. Such a great review. Why we love the game so much, I miss the 90s. Thanks so much for watching. Oh, and Chris Perry's here. Hey, Chris. He said, Chris. have you guys done 90s Captain America? No, we did 80s Captain America. Right? Yeah, yeah, like late 70s, early 80s Captain America. But it's, yeah. on, it's on the list, though, Mr. Perry. You wait. So on the... Um, cast of course we have john wesley ship mm-hmm. playing barry allen we've already kind of talked about um 
him. He actually um, likes think... to be called John Wesley. You sunk my battleship. That's what he likes to be called. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I've been working on that sure. all week. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good job, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Should we just end the episode now? Ooh, should we go out on a high note? No, no. Yeah. Let's run it into the ground. <laughs> but anyways, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, he actually played Jay Garrick slash The Flash also in a couple episodes of Stargirl, which I never watched. But hmm. um, So I think he's most well-known these days for The Flash, but he was in Dawson's Creek, 83 episodes. Did wow. you know that? I did not. I never watched an episode <laughs> of Dawson's Creek in my entire life. Well, Steve, I don't want to wait for you to watch it oh, for now we get on your own. Before... <laughs> <laughs> I need to add Dawson's Creek to the list. Uh, I've never seen it either. Anyway. Um, we've got uh, Amanda Pays playing mm. Christina McGee. She pays well, uh, I hear. Which I bet you were excited about since she played Theora Jones in Max Headroom. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah, absolutely. That's a nice little... I didn't even little... notice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I leave this to you. Disappointed in Steve. <laughs> Alex, I don't know if the, pronoun- the name's pronounced Desert or Desert or something. Because he's got like a... <laughs> He's he's got like a uh, what do you call it like a yeah. accent mark over the tilde e. I think it's called a, a tilde, tilde yeah, yeah. tilde. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, he uh, I would assume you were excited because he's been in thirty nine episodes of The Simpsons. Oh yeah, absolutely. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. Steve, just Steve, I, 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 what are, please come prepared, more prepared. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw you Anyways, under the bus next time. You wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I literally just now saw that he was in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, he plays Julio. I'm going to go through these other ones kind of quick. We've got – oops, I just closed my list of cast members. <laughs> hold on. It's great to be back. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, N- Michael Nader plays Pike. Mm-hmm. Um, he's bald now, which is weird because he's got great flowing hair. Now he's uh, a true this... supervillain. Yeah, but he's been in a bunch of stuff, but nothing that you've ever, like, will know him from. Richard Belzer is here. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I didn't even – yeah, Richard Belzer of Law & Order fame. He's been in about 30,000 episodes of Law & Order, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of them. Um, ba, 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 ba. I'm trying to think uh, if there was anybody else here. Oh, well, Jay Allen, uh, mm-hmm. which is, like, the, Fla- the Flash's brother. He's played by Tim Thomerson. Thomerson. Uh, Thomerson. Thomas, that makes a lot more sense than what I said. <laughs> Someone did their um, own work. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done anything since 2017, but he's been in a f- bunch of stuff. Um, then we've got Paula Marshall. She plays Iris West. Um, Man, this Iris is such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she jumps to conclusions and is, and is a bit unreasonable, yeah, I yeah. will say. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nothing I really knew her from, but most recently I see that she's in nine episodes of Euphoria. Mm. So... That's a hit show with the, the youngsters. God, that show sucks. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, and finally, playing the part of Lila, we have Lycia. I can't pronounce any names today. <laughs> Lycia Naff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she has also, uh, she was in a few things like in the 90s. And then she stopped acting like 91 she was the last thing she did. Like she was just did like guest spots and episodes. Mm-hmm. And then she like didn't pop back up till 2008. Then she disappeared again until 2021 where she reprised her role as Sonia Gomez, who was originally in two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation as Ensign Sonia Gomez. But in 2021, she was in Star Trek Lower Decks as now Captain. 
Sonia Gomez. Wow. It was a deep cut character that they brought back. She spills hot coffee on Picard. Right, because, I mean, how many times did that happen in Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, and she seems to want to bang Jordy as well. But uh, anyways, that is the cast, and that is the only Star Trek connection I found. All right, here it is. Ah, oh no, we've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. Uh, there is one person that you forgot to mention, uh, I would say, because... He probably has like the most uh, screen cred or credits, if you will, out of like all of the cast here, uh, including Tim Thomerson. And that is M. Emmett Walsh, who plays uh, both uh, Barry and Jay's dad. Uh, are you familiar with M. Emmett Walsh? He, I mean, I recognized him, yeah. uh, but I was like, oh, this is an old man. I'm not going to bring him up. Because <laughs> he, he must be a racist since that's what he usually plays. <laughs> I, well, he's got that look to him, doesn't he? He was born old. I'm telling you, he like he came out. <laughs> it's uh, what was that uh, movie with Brad Pitt where he was like born old and ages in reverse? Uh, Benjamin Button. Yeah, that's it. That's that movie was based off of M. Emmett Walsh. I'm pretty sure. I'm uh, don't he's quote still, me like, on that. Acting. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's got like a movie coming out, A Little White Lie, or that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's crazy. You can't stop M. Emmett Walsh. Like, if you put him and, like, Christopher Walken in the same movie, like, the age range goes over to, like, 5,000. He was he was born in 1935. He's, he's in his 90s. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Like, that seems like, that feels like so long ago, 1935. Yeah. Yes, it, it's because it is. <laughs> he must be, like, immortal or something. Um but uh, anyway, so uh, you ready to jump into the episode here? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, oh, here's uh, a question I forgot to ask you um, back when we were talking about the multiple flashes. Um, who do you think has the best costume between the three, you know, non-comic book flashes? Mm, definitely not the movie costume. Oh, God, it's awful. Um, it looks like a like a kid's like astronaut suit that you would buy from the Dollar General or something. Yeah, it looks weird. Um, I, I like a lot of the... Uh, I'm not a big fan of the latest suit on the Flash TV show. Or mm. I, actually, I think they're using a new one for the last season. So may, I might be thinking of either the second to last design or maybe two designs ago. But there was one of those that I really didn't like. But I did like his first couple of suits. Right. I think like his season three suit was probably my favorite. So I'd have to go... Uh, I do like the the '90s suit a lot too. Uh, pro- probably like season two or three uh, of of the current Flash TV show. But but what John Wesley ship is a close second. I gotcha. It was yeah, like I mean, fill out a Flash suit. Yeah, I was gonna say that suit would be perfect if they didn't go overboard on the enhancing the muscles. I mean, because he he looks like he's been on the gas since like 1982. Yeah, uh, and the muscles like look surprisingly decent. Like it doesn't look like. Sometimes it it does look a little like kind of bad, mm-hmm. but for the most part they they look realistic. Mm-hmm. But the problem is like you see him, we see him practically naked right. throughout this episode, mm-hmm. so we know he's like not that big. Right. So I don't know why you'd make such a suit that's and he's in great shape. You could have just made the suit a little thinner and not gone like you said as overboard with the muscles, right. and uh, I think it would have looked better. But I will say, for not being that big, like if you didn't know that he was like 20 pounds thinner you wouldn't know from looking at him in the suit sure 
Yeah, yeah, they uh, they did a good job with it. And I would say, depending on, uh, I'd say normally the Flash doesn't look nearly that jacked. Like, but I guess it depends yeah. on who's drawing him. And I think like John a... Wesley Ship is like as actual jacked as you would probably expect the Flash to be going off. Like, you know, most of his comic designs. So I'm just like, why didn't? But I but I get it. You you know you want to appeal to kids, I assume. With all <laughs> and the shooting and the ladies. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's plenty of John Wesley ship eye candy to go around in this episode. <laughs> yes, there is. All right, so um, I love uh, the opening logo at the very beginning. We didn't get yeah, the, very um, cool. Yeah, we didn't get the actual theme song, which basically just sounds like the regular '89 Batman theme song that they tacked on to like you know all the episodes later. Um, but um, but you still get to hear plenty of Danny Elfman phoning it in, <laughs> like. But you know that the producers just went up to him. They're like, "Look, this is superheroes. We want more Batman. So you know, get to work." I mean, these are probably songs that just didn't get used for Batman. <laughs> Probably, probably. They sound very similar in style and tone to, uh, you know, the original Batman soundtrack. Oh, absolutely. And though I love Danny Elfman and I like these songs, it is not right for The Flash. I would say that the Grant Gustin Flash, the music in there is probably more sort of on point. Yeah, it's a really good, you will. It's a really good theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his voiceover... I mean, I haven't. I don't know if they've redone it uh, since I watched it, but his voiceover always cracked me up because of the way he would say the Flash at the end. Oh man, I don't remember how to. How you know? He'd say, "My name is Barry Allen." I remember blah, that? Blah 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 blah. And I am the Flash. Well, I can't even do it as bad as he did. He'd be like the Flash. <laughs> but like he'd try to like judge it up, but it would just mm. came out like real, real strange. I'll have to go back and take a listen to that. Uh, Sounds really lame and, and weak. Yeah, so basically we open up with a motorcycle gang. They're driving through the Warner Brothers backlot. I, I mean, a city. It's supposed to be a central city. And we actually get a shot of central city, and it looks pretty much exactly like Gotham City. Maybe not as yeah. uh, gothic with the architecture, but right. with the lighting, like, for sure. And there's, like, a uh, a pink fog at one time as they're driving through. Um, and uh, basically, Yeah, there's a lot of, like, pink neon-esque lighting uh, little accents lighting it reminded me a bit of the lighting in the um gen x pilot oh movie yeah that we yeah i mean i could see people who you know uh, don't really read comics they're like hey we're gonna comic book it up with some crazy colors what do you think of that uh yeah. but i liked it i liked it um uh, so at i least... liked it too i just it didn't like carry over into the daytime stuff and no i know that it's harder obviously because you, you, but there's things you can do to like make it seem you know, more and more aligned in tone. So I was a little disappointed by that, but no, right. not a big deal. Sure. Uh, so this like motorcycle gang is coming by and they're throwing, I mean, I guess in the real world, it would be Molotov cocktails, but just like sort of weird little explodey things. And at one point there's a um, husband and wife and they have their, uh, their baby and they're just trying to go into their apartment. And then here comes the motorcycle gang and they blow up their car and basically, they're just trying to show us that this uh, motorcycle gang is running a rough shot on uh, Central City. And it's just uh, funny. And I really, and I wouldn't say funny, but it's, it just doesn't feel like, it feels like a back lot because there's not a lot of people hanging around. I mean, I guess it's supposed yeah. to be like two in the morning or something, but um, 
Yeah, yeah I mean, but I will say it's kind of explained in story because they do talk about how people are afraid to be outside of their houses at night. Sure, sure. I mean, surely they couldn't be trying to save money on extras, but... Uh... <laughs> no, definitely not. Well, I mean, they, they spent a lot of money on blowing up cars, so... That, uh... and I'm sure the flash effects back then were uh, astronomical in price. Um, I, I don't, I, man, that was one thing that disappointed me in the show was the special effects. And also, uh, I mean, again, we'll get to it, but there really wasn't a lot of the Flash in costume, but uh, but we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, we already talked about the cinematography, and then we get um, uh, Tim Thomerson, and uh, I like that they bothered to name him Jay. I mean, it's clear that uh the writers here um what, what were their names uh bilson and DeMeo are actual fans of the flash because they put a little bit of fan service uh here and there and uh mm-hmm. you know of course as like a 10 year old who knew nothing about the flash back then all of that was uh, lost on me but watching it now knowing more about the flash i uh, really appreciated it uh what say you yeah, um, I, I agree as well. Um, I will say that one thing that um, I thought was a little weird was with the green balls that they're throwing to make the explosions. Like the they being the motorcycle gang. What were they called again? The the knights, the dark Night, knights, dark riders, dark riders. See, even mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Batman. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was so weird. They're just carrying like these balls, like full of uh, the the green liquid from Reanimator, basically. Yeah, nice and. And yeah, I like they're just carrying around in a sack, even though it's highly explosive. Mm. It, it just kind of didn't make like the most sense to me. Right. But, uh, they just wanted to have something colorful and comic booky. I mean, it wasn't even. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. I mean, it's special. fine. It's fine. I mean, if they were like a, uh, like I said, if they were a regular motorcycle gang, or if this was maybe more of a realistic or gritty take on the Flash, they'd just be throwing Molotov cocktails, like nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's no big deal. Um, but. Uh, so we end up uh, with a dinner at uh, the um, the Allen house. And is it does it feel weird to you since, I mean, obviously, I think we've probably seen more of the Grant Gustin flash since there was, how many seasons is that show now? Like eight or ten? I think ten? it's eight or nine, yeah. And there was only yeah. one season of this. So, you know, I'm used to Barry, like, not having a family and his dad being in prison. What was it like watching you sit, watching him sit down to dinner with his full family and a brother that we've never seen outside this show before? I mean, it was fine. It didn't hurt me the way it seems to have hurt you. No, it didn't hurt Uh, me. I'm just saying, (laughs) well, this is this is different Uh, because, I mean, you know, the typical Flash origin um, is, you know, he's trying to clear his dad who's in prison um but uh, you know here they go a different way which i mean i think still works uh it doesn't didn't hurt me thought it was interesting that's all (laughs) yeah no it it was an interesting take i didn't really expect it i'm kind of glad they did it differently Mm -hmm. um some other things do line up pretty similarly like especially to the new tv show like he gets his powers right it's like they almost recreated it like almost shot for shot yeah i was really surprised new flash especially when they were like explaining why he needed the suit like why um you know she was gonna keep tabs on him with like you know going they went out to the track yeah i was like i was really surprised at how much they borrowed from this um but yeah which you know i i will say kudos to the producers of the flash and those writers of season one, <laughs> uh, no, for, for, for paying attention to those details and doing those little callbacks. Mm. Um, 
So the Flash, by the way, the number of seasons is nine. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's uh, so. Yeah, good and that for looks them to be the current season for having steady work. The ninth for nine years. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah, man. At uh, I love when Barry shows up in his trench coat at uh, dinner and uh, Iris. Uh, well, all right, I'm going to ask you, what do you think about some of the fashion choices in this show? I mean, they're very '90s, oh, right? Yeah. So he's always like, especially wearing... Iris, mm-hmm. who's dressed like Blossom. She's, she's like your '90s typical like artsy right. girl, right? Right. Kind of look that they did in the movies. You know, she's the quirky one. She's the bitchy one in this. And so much so that that they wrote her off. She's not even in the uh, the series after this. Did you Did you read that? No, no, I didn't read that. But she she will not be missed. No, um, no. And plus, you know. The Flash, he's got to play the field. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's not a one-woman yeah. guy. Hey, when, you, when you're as good-looking as John Wesley's ship, you can't be tied down. The ship is leaving the harbor, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's ever, like, approached a woman and be like, are you ready for the ship to dock? <laughs> if he hasn't, then he's missed out on a lot of action, I'm guessing. I don't know. That, I, I'm, something tells me that that guy has never had a problem. Uh, no, he probably hasn't had to use any pickup lines um, his entire life. Uh, he came He's just out, like, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Check out this chin. And uh, speaking of, like, between <laughs> look him. Look at his jawline. Yeah, between him and Tim Thomerson, it's like chin fest at the uh, yeah. Allen house when they're having their, their little dinner. So, so yeah. yeah it's, it's like chiseled jaw, jaw time. Yeah, right. And I almost get like, um, I don't know, in certain angles, I get like Bruce Campbell vibes from John Wesley. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, he does look. I thought the same thing. He looks a little bit like Bruce Campbell at times. Mm-hmm. Like they could have been. They imagine if Bruce Campbell. I mean, I love Tim Thomerson, but imagine if he could have gotten to play Jay Allen instead of uh, Tim Thomerson. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Well, but, except that they kill him off. Right. Well, I mean, he's been killed off before, so. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, all right, basically we meet the family, then afterwards uh, Barry and Jay have like sort of a brother moment. Um, He gives them like a gift. Um, And then we go to uh, the crime lab, and this is where we, I mean, when when they were having the brother moment, I mean, you knew that (laughs) Jay Garrick was going to die, not Jay Garrick, but Jay Allen was going to die, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, Barry goes to work, and this is basically where we're shown. Oh, I guess another important thing about the dinner is that uh, this is where we see that people look down on Barry and his lab work. Uh, they look at him as just uh, a yeah. yeah, which is which is weird, but I understand why it's there. It's uh, so he can you know man up and want and, you know and want to be a superhero, a man of action, if you will. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they 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 his family. It's mostly his dad, I guess. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not a real cop unless you're like out in the streets. Right. He's like, you're not a real cop, not like your brother here, who's so the brother's the golden boy. And yeah, Barry's just sort of tossed away as this uh, nerd or whatever. But hey, at least he's not like Ezra Miller uh, assaulting women on the street. So yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, you, there's always somebody worse, is what I'm saying here. Um, we meet his. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You say something. Oh no, no. I was just gonna say one thing. I forgot to mention. Uh, but it doesn't apply to this episode. Is that Seven of Nine herself uh, is actually a guest star on a later episode. Oh, nice. And Mark uh, Hamill as well. 
Oh, and Jeffrey Combs. Uh, oh, wow. Fantastic. Reanimator himself. He probably shows up with a cease and desist letter. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, man. Robert O'Reilly? That's Gowron from uh, uh, Star Trek. Sorry. And Jonathan Brandis, Mr. Sequest DSV himself, was also on a later episode. Okay, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Really did your homework on this one, didn't you? I I may have had a little something smoke. Earlier. All right, so yeah, I'll blame the drugs. Typical, yeah. Uh, so, did you wait, Steve? Sorry, did you see later in the episode that there's a, a billboard? It's kind of off in the background, but it says, "Don't do drugs. Call a friend." Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, like what? Like that's like. <laughs> I mean. Okay, they're gonna like, do in lieu of the drug. Like they're they're gonna like they're so much fun. It'll be better than the drug, right? I mean, drugs are more fun with friends. Is that what they're saying? Uh, I, I I don't know. Yeah, could get it together, writers of the Flash, or maybe that's just how things are in Central City. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, basically Barry goes to work at the crime lab. We meet his uh, friend slash coworker uh, Julio, and um. Then they're basically working hard trying to figure out, um, you know, where to track the Dark Riders or something. And um, just out of nowhere, no buildup, although they say a storm's coming. And then he's uh, Barry wanders over by the window and bam, you get your lightning and basically the flash is uh, created. What do you think about these uh, lightning effects? And then also when Barry's on the ground and the lightning is sort of flashing on him. Uh, lightning effects are fine. Mm -hmm. uh, they're your typical 90s, you know, lightning effects, you know, that you would see uh, in any movie that used lightning effects. So what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I, they, I were, they were fine. I mean, for for this, I mean, I, I wonder if they, you know, because a lot of TV shows, they really pour their money into their pilot so they can get uh, picked up. I wonder if they skimped on the uh, special effects in later episodes. Only I, I did read that like the four suits cost a hundred thousand total. Wow! Oh, they made, so they made four. They made four suits for the show. So I mean, it's a hundred grand just in the suits. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, Barry goes to a fifties diner with Iris for some reason, and it's clear that you know he wants to be married and she doesn't, and this definitely uh, puts a little riff in their relationship later. Then we get to see the motorcycle lair of the Dark Riders, and uh, <laughs> what's funny is yeah, that did they did they buy this from a shredder? Like, uh, was there an estate sale? Well played, after, sir. Uh, he passed away. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you, it reminded you of any other lairs, uh, but you already beat me to it. What I love is that the opening scene is of them like grilling out. They're like gr grilling out hot dogs on a grill and stuff. And I'm like, oh, what yeah, is Honestly, this looks like a pretty cool family type atmosphere here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then there's also- Everybody gets a bike. There's like arcade games in the back. Yeah, I was going to ask. Um, I tried seeing what arcade cabinet that was. I did too. I, but I have no idea. Yeah, it was uh, too fuzzy. But, um, oh, and I guess we forgot to mention at the beginning, you can go watch the Flash pilot right now on YouTube. There will be a link I'll put in the, the description. Link. Uh, and, yeah, be prepared for spoilers galore. You've been warned. And it's allegedly remastered. Um, it does look really good. Yeah, oh, I thought so. Um, so, yeah, they have this kick-ass lair, and we're basically introduced to uh, um, the um, this girl dark rider i can't remember her name and her boyfriend and the boyfriend's talking about pike saying that he's gone and pike is their leader 
he's gone insane with uh, just because of all these like cuts on his face, and he's saved up uh, money that he's been skimming off the top, and he's asking, uh, you know, this uh, is the the proper term cycle slut, <laughs> like or, <laughs> or uh, an old lady. I don't know. I, I, but anyway, she, he's like, uh, hey, let's uh, you know, let's leave. I've been saving up money, and she's like, okay, let me get my things, and then she goes. And uh, completely just um, squeals on him to Pike, who who was the, once again the leader of the Dark Riders, and he you know rap, calls up the entire gang and is like, basically, this is what we do to, to traitors. Um, before we get too far, how would you describe uh, Pike's look? Because I've I've got one. <laughs> um, like Snake Pliskins evil less successful brother i guess we are of one mind i put that that's good snake plissken on meth is what i put (laughs) ah yeah that's good too and accurate but yeah he looks just like think about the uh the makeup for the scar on him what do you think about that uh pretty cool i was just about to say i mean for for a villain um i mean yeah i liked it i didn't have a problem with it how about you uh yeah yeah yeah. i I thought his makeup was pretty good and i thought he did a, a pretty good job yeah, uh, he's like a charismatic kind of cult-like uh, evil villain leader, which is which I like that. You know, he 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 gave good like rousing the troops speeches to his people. Right, and rousing the troops, he did for this because he um, he calls out that guy who was going to leave, who was wearing a leather jacket, a leather bomber jacket, and a scarf. And, uh, no... and he's basically the guy's been skimming off the top. Right, That's the right. real problem. That's yeah. how he got his three hundred dollars. And uh, so he calls him out on being a, a liar, you know, um, a thief. And they, he gives like this uh, fun little speech about how uh, what, did he say the cowboys or Native Americans in order in order to get rid of like you know traitors or deserters or whatever they would just put them on a horse and you know he said in the, in the days of Genghis Khan oh is that what same, same difference same difference they would put him on a horse and let him ride out in the desert and let fate take care of him so in this case the horse is a motorcycle so they like bind his uh, arms and legs this motorcycle um they put some of the uh lime green it's like laying face down on it on the yeah, motorcycle. which is already pretty pretty painful to begin with they put some of the explodey stuff like on his back and then they turn the motorcycle on and somehow the motorcycle goes straight instead of like, you know, crashing right into the ground. Right. And, uh, and it goes through like a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style, uh, sewer tunnel and explodes in the tunnel, which, uh, I mean, looked, uh, was a pretty cool effect on film, but what a waste of a motorcycle. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird, but whatever. It's a villain stuff. Maybe it was his motorcycle. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, is... I think they had, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is just fun genre stuff. I think they had him laying face down on the motorcycle so that the guy, whoever, cause I'm sure it was like a stunt person on the motorcycle could drive it. Ah, yeah. There you go. There you so go. I think that's what it, what, what it is. They're probably steering it, you know, laying down like that. Because you wouldn't be able to see him. It was super dark. Right. So now we're at a, um, a hospital, and um, basically Barry's family is like, oh, are you okay? And, you know, Barry, of course, he's, uh, I mean, for a man of science, he's very anti-doctor, <laughs> which doesn't really make much sense. He's like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need you to examine me. I, you can't hold me. You right. know, just the, I would say this is more typical 90s action guy than, you know, than yeah. the way a scientist would behave because he'd be like, sure, you know, run all the tests you want. I don't want to, yeah. you know. And uh, well, 
I took it more as like he just doesn't want to like deal with whatever may be wrong with him. Yeah, you could look at it as oh, I mean, to play into the themes of the Flash, uh, you know, he's always moving forward. He has a time. He doesn't have time to get examined by some lame doctor. He's the Flash, baby. He's always moving yeah. fast. Uh, so let's see. Um, basically, we get uh, sort of fun and games here where the Flash is, uh, he's basically learning his powers, and his powers keep manifesting at odd little times. Um, what do we see here? Oh, and- <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, because at first he doesn't really, like, control him. He just, like, goes to, like, well, he I guess he goes to, like, jog, run, and then he ends up going super fast. Well, here's what uh, happens. Accidentally. And this is, I thought it was pretty hilarious because this is the sort of debut of the Flash powers is his dog, like, sees a baseball or a bone or something. And rather than, like, pulling his dog back like, you know, a full-grown man would do, he allows the dog to run and then runs with the dog. And then yeah. the powers kick in and he ends up, like, running through some bushes or something. Or it, maybe this is when he ends up at the beach? Like, what did you think of that no, scene? No, no, the beach is the second time. Okay. But, yeah, he, like, runs through some bushes. Uh, so the effect is pretty bad, mm-hmm. even for the time. Because <laughs> all that they did, first of all, did you notice that, like, most of the times when he's running as the, you know, using the powers that he's not really running. He's, like, walking. Yeah. Yeah. So that was weird. They didn't have him, the, the actor, run. So he, like, kind of, like, and it looked like a lot of times, uh, if he was interacting with other people, it was green screened mm-hmm. in. They would green screen him in. But, yeah, it was bad. It was like he was, like, walking fast in place, and then they just kind of, like, almost in place, and they just kind of, like, sped it up and added some motion blur. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, like, particularly, I shouldn't even say motion blur. It just added some blur. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I'm surprised they didn't add, like, some streaks behind him, you know, anything. Right, and I think they were, this whole scene in general was supposed to be played for laughs, and it was uh, really just sort of like an eye roll or whatever. Maybe people laughed back then? I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, speaking of running... I do like, I do like the, the running special effects on the Flash TV show, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the modern one. Right. I do think, like, they, uh, most yeah. of their effects are pretty decent. Well, you know, it's been like what 30 years i mean technology's caught yeah. up so i'm sure it's a lot easier now but uh i forgot to tell you my story about how i almost watched uh, the new uh flash movie i mean it's not really a story but i'll try to condense it basically it's, it's, okay <laughs> basically we were we were visiting my uh folks once again in uh, the uh, awesome town of valdosta georgia and we wanted to take advantage of a date night since uh, my parents were watching um, my our son, and like there's basically nothing that would co- at the theater that constitutes like a date night like for adults. It's like nothing but superhero or cartoon stuff, and n- nothing that I really wanted to see except for I kind of I'm at least interested in the new Flash because of uh, you know Nick Cage being in it. And did you know? Uh, someone else is in there. Someone else who we're both big fans of. Uh, no. A Mr. Dean Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so they do like a, I don't know anything about the Flash movie other than I saw some clips of the special effects and they looked kind of janky. Star but, uh, of Andy the Talking Hedgehog and Lois it's uh, Clark the New Adventures of Superman. But man. 
anyway. I'm assuming he's there as like Superman from a different universe or something. I assume, but I'll never know because we only saw maybe 10 minutes of the movie. Like we, we got in there like five, 10 minutes late. The guy who took the tickets was like, yeah, nothing big happens in the beginning. And we're like, okay, no problem. There's a bunch of like noisy assholes in the back. And then, uh, and when I was watching and what I saw wasn't too terrible, but then we got to the scene where the flash runs and it is the worst run you could possibly think of. He like runs like he's discoing or something. And oh like, and, and then the shitty CGI of like the, uh, you know, the multiverse folding in on itself. Like after that, I, I looked at my beloved and I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going out there. I'm either going to complain about those guys in the back or I'm going to ask for the money back. Uh, which one would you rather do? She said, get the money back. So we did. (laughs) So I haven't walked out of a movie since like probably 2001. But uh, yeah, like it just, yeah. I mean, I still want to watch it, but uh, maybe I'll uh, check it out another time. But anyway. Check it out at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, all of us dudes in our 40s do these days. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, at one point, uh, just to like move it along. Yeah, there's another scene where his uh, powers kick in. He ends up at a... He ends up running to the ocean and like uh, these people have to pull him out. And <laughs> this is kind of weird. Right, so he wakes up and he's like, you know, star ocean or star beach. How did I get here? And cut to he's waking up underneath a lifeguard stand. So those people pulled him out. They made sure he was OK. And then once they saw he was OK, they just left him there and he crawled under a lifeguard stand. Is that what happened there? You hell? I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sure i mean it's a good, better explanation than we're given yeah so i don't know what's going on then he goes to get, get this young people a phone booth <laughs> they're so old <laughs> there's a phone booth all right anyway he goes to a phone <laughs> booth and he calls iris and she's a real bitch to him over the phone um I don't know. I think, well, I would say the the writers of this don't like women, but when he meets the professor, like she's pretty cool, um, Dr. McGee. So we'll have to rule that out. Um, and there's some more shenanigans that go on in Barry's apartment. His, uh, why, why does Barry need to have a dog named Earl? I don't know. That is strange. And why is the dog like scared of him? Just because he ran fast, he keeps pull, pulling like uh, pulling, putting himself in the closet to like get away from. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's there for kids. You know, like a scrap. Maybe it's some social commentary. Oh yeah, like what? I want to hear on the time because he's putting himself in the closet. <laughs> Are you saying the Flash is gay? <laughs> or the dog? <laughs> I'm saying his is gay. dog. Oh, the dog. Right, gay dog. I- I'm liking it. We'll have to unpack that later. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Um, I think, so at some point, there's a phone call from Dr. McGee. Um, oh, actually, they tease Dr. McGee at the beginning. They're like, oh, there's this person who works for Star Labs. Uh, she wants to examine you. Of course, Barry, he's just, uh, he doesn't have time for that. He's got too much going on. Um, but uh, after his powers kick in, he's like, I better go talk to this person. And again, she's wearing some pretty awful, like, 90s <laughs> fashion at the time. Like, it's almost <laughs> like a pantsuit, but it's really, like, I don't know, uh, fluffy? Or how would you describe it? Do you even remember? 
Um, no, I don't. I must have yeah. uh, blocked it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he shows up at Star Labs, and there's some pretty hilarious computer graphics of uh, when um, the doc is uh, uh, testing uh, Barry, and um, and she says something about um, I don't know uh, about says something about his powers or how you know she wants uh, someone to help figure out why her um, husband passed away. And then Barry says, I think you've been reading too many comic books. Uh, (laughs) Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink. I mean, back back then, you know, that would be a high, you know, meta right there. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of eye-rolly at this point. Um, And and I put here, uh, do you think... uh, um, John Wesley Shipp also looks a bit like Chuck Woolery from the Love Connection. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, mm, yeah for yeah. sure. So uh, uh, turning my camera off, see for just a second. But uh, actually, I just gotta. I'm listening. You keep going. Okay. I'll be back like, in 30 seconds. Um, so basically, um, Jay Allen, he uh, they create this task force to go up against the um, the Dark Riders. And I love that the armor that they wear looks like it was stolen directly from RoboCop. I mean, it's your typical sort of SWAT RoboCop uh, looking armor. And um, I don't know they attack something. And basically, uh, Tim with all of or Tim, Jay, uh, Barry's brother, he's being interviewed by a reporter. And he's all like, we're coming to bury you, you dark writers or, or something along those lines. And all the dark writers are watching it in their awesome lair. Of course, they have multiple TVs because that's how you do uh, if you're a uh, villain in the 90s. You got to have multiple TVs. Am I right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, tons of CRTs everywhere looking like a display at a retro gaming convention or something. <laughs> or a Montgomery Ward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Now that is a deep cut to uh, to the '90s. Or Circuit uh, City. We'll throw that in there too. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, now, was Montgomery Ward also just tech, uh, like technology and appliances, or I thought were so. They were like a department stores, like Sears. I can't remember. I, I think I only went to it once when they were closing down, so I could get myself an awesome new, brand new flat screen TV at a discounted price. Uh, but uh, uh, well, no one cares about Maybe that. if you had supported them earlier, they <laughs> no, wouldn't have I, had I just, to close. I just wanted a cheap TV, hey, man. If you can't hack it in capitalist America, go to Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, sorry, my, my roids. Just I, I don't know in. what we were talking about either. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all right. So now they're testing the flash out on the racetrack. As Yehel said, that scene is uh, borrowed or recreated almost verbatim on the new Grant Gustin flash. Um, and uh, then we get some more cheesy computer graphics uh, when, you know, he's like running and they're showing his, uh, you know, readouts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. What do you think about those computer graphics? They reminded me of the, some of the graphics that they would use on Thunder and Paradise. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. But, uh, I mean, kind of surprisingly not very advanced looking. Because uh, usually when they have, like, computer graphics in the 90s shows, they, for some reason, always make the graphics look, like, more advanced than any actual operating system of the day would look. Right. But they didn't really do that here. It almost looks like, like DOS. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a point-and-click adventure of some kind. Yeah. But, hey, uh, maybe they were going, f- you know, to try to have a more grounded look. Right. Right, right. Uh, so, 
let's see. Um, basically, the Dark Riders and um, or uh, the Dark Riders lure Jay Garrett and the rest of the uh, the task force uh, out to. They go to approach the. It's like a semi truck or a car <laughs> um, parked across the street. I mean, and it's obviously one of the Dark Riders, but whatever, just go with it. And um, Jay Garrick approaches, and she's like, oh, I, I help, I need help. And um, he's like, uh, okay, we'll get you some help. I'll uh, call a tow truck to get your car. I mean, it's the, this is the most obvious setup. In, but, like, but he says, and he says, I'm not supposed to do this. Right. You're not supposed to call a tow? Yeah, I know. <laughs> a it's weird. For a citizen? Like, I guess why they not? just want to show that he's willing to bend the rules to help a woman in trouble. Weird way to do it, because, like... I, I mean, he's kind of comes off like an asshole. Yeah. Uh, but he's in serious cop mode, though, at the same time. And people don't have, like, cell phones generally, right? Uh, you know, when this came out. So, yeah, just r- real weird. But, yeah, yeah, like you said, it's a pretty obvious setup by uh, Captain Sonia Gomez here. Um, <laughs> she, like, walks away very nervously, mm. like, and quickly, and then... Uh, like the Jay yells, get away from the car. Right. And um, it explodes. Yeah, it explodes. And uh, does the explosion kill Jay or do the Dark Riders show up? And then there's a shootout. I can't remember. No, no, no. Uh, Pike kills Jay. Ah, yes. Remember, that's supposed to be like a big moment. Right, of course. And then um, so the Flash, is, even though he's the Flash, is somehow still too late. He finds uh, his brother lying on the ground. And he picks him up and cradles him in his arms in that sort of classic. I mean, it's been parodied a million times in uh, 80s and 90s action. The brother dies and we get we don't get a no. We just get a arg. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the thing that I feel like they really missed out on is usually this scene is done like with a crane. So you can look down and zoom out at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. like the soul leaving the body or whatever. Well, they right, couldn't right, afford right. a crane for some reason. No. And it's just sort of awkwardly shot from the side and Barry just looks off into the distance. Uh, I mean, the effect is there. It's just, I've seen it done better so many times. What say yeah. you? Like, I totally agree. Um, and you know, they couldn't afford the crane or didn't want to spend money on a crane. For those that don't, like, you have to, like, rent a crane usually. Uh, yeah, it's back not like then, something I mean, the studios just have. Right. And you can't um, use There's a drone. No yeah, because they didn't have that back then. Yeah. So the the thing that kills me is, like, they don't have money for the crane. There's a few other, like, things where they, you know, cut costs. But then at the end, uh, you know, they blow up, like, a silo. It's not like a miniature. Like, they blow right. up like a giant freaking silo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I guess they, they like really wanted to spend their money on the action stuff. Like right. um, and they cut like back. Things exploding mm-hmm. and blowing up and the guns and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so now Barry is uh, all pissed. I, I guess I forgot to mention that back at the uh, the racetrack, that's where we see the uh, I don't know how it's supposedly a Russian, like it's a red Russian suit that's supposed to, how did they describe it? Do you remember? It's supposed to like, um, compress. It's a compression suit. Uh, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, she something about being red and Russian and 
Right. And then, I could not remember what she said they were originally developing it for. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he has to wear it because, you know, his clothes keep uh, blowing off when he runs. There's also a sort of a fun, awkward scene back on that racetrack where he grabs the doctor and they, he runs with her and like her clothes, I mean, like a little bit of her sleeve comes off. I, I guess they're trying mm-hmm. to tease a possible romance there. Or, I mean, because that seems pretty uh, irresponsible on Barry's fault. I mean, yeah. what if she just well, blew up? I mean, yeah. you know, incinerated. And, like, when he picks her up to go running, he, like, you know, shows up running 500 miles an hour. He would, like, run through her, wouldn't he? <laughs> you think so. And, like, that's the thing here is I think they really wanted to tack in some romance into what is pretty much a, an action show. And, uh, yeah, they just... They really want to make sure that women are attracted to the Flash. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to... Um, so Barry is now, of course, like in full-on... He's pissed that his brother is dead. So he goes back to Star Labs and tells Dr. McGee that he will uh, help her um, and that he, uh, you know, that sh- she needs to improve the suit. He needs um, gloves so people won't see his... his get his fingerprints so only fingerprints right and a hood so people won't see who he is and that uh and i love how uh, there in an explanation for the flash logo he's like you know that uh blood dot that the dark riders have which they sort of barely even show um he's like oh i've got my own idea for a symbol and he had already drawn out the flash symbol it's uh, so cheesy yeah. but i liked it how about you i liked it too i actually really liked that they had an explanation mm-hmm. for it uh, and that it was like, oh, they have a symbol. I'm going to be a symbol too, you know, or have a symbol of my own. So I, I actually really like that. Right. And, uh, so like Barry goes out and does some more cr- crime stuff. Uh, oh yeah. He, um, he catches that, uh, the girl, right? The bad dark rider girl. And she stabs him in the, in the leg. Isn't that how he gets stabbed? Uh, yeah, he go. yeah, he goes up to, uh, I keep calling her Captain Sonia Gomez, but her character is Lila, and yeah, she like stabs him in the thigh, mm-hmm. like the. And I mean, I thought quad. he would be, you know, quick enough to probably stop that. Uh, but I mean, I guess you could say he's he's emotional. He's like interrogating her, asking her where Pike the powers is. are new to him. Sure, sure. I mean, I can... he didn't expect it, right? Because can... remember, he's very surprised when she takes off her helmet and to see that it's a woman. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> So he also probably just like feels like, oh, crap, I don't want to hurt her. He was all I could see his uh, in his expression. He was like a woman. You're supposed to be at home cooking like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what his dad. Uh, right, right. The in, in Walsh. Yeah. yeah, I could I could tell that Barry's uh, mom has uh, taken a hit or two over the years. But, <laughs> but anyway, so um, at some point. Oh, yeah, I. I think Barry does like the blackout and then the um uh or he loses his costume or something and then he has to put on like new um maybe he doesn't have the costume yet I think is the deal but he has to steal clothes a la Bruce Banner from the Incredible Hulk and then he sees mm-hmm. some cops and they recognize him and he, they're like hey you want a ride so they he gives him a ride and then after he leaves they're like hey did you get a load of those red boots? I know that guy's going through a lot with his dead brother and everything, but hey, what's going on? Hey, these lab guys, yeah. right? So basically they're questioning <laughs> Barry's sexuality because of his red boots. 
Yeah. And he's what? like, well, what would you do if you got hit by lightning? Oh, I guess I'd buy some red boots. <laughs> yeah, I think... Do you think they were trying to sort of lighten the mood with these wacky cops? Uh, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I, I definitely on. think it was supposed... Yeah, I think it was supposed to be comical. Well, it gets weirder and sort of cringier up next. So, um, he... Uh, all right, so he's talking with uh, Professor McGee. They end up going back to his place, and who's waiting for him but Iris. And uh, she's like, oh, I should, I should go. But, you know, Barry's like, no, no, we were, this is just, you know, the professor. Um, we were working on something together. And uh, so Professor McGee goes home, and um, basically Iris is like, uh, well, well, first Barry says, oh, we don't need to do uh, get married so fast. No more pressure. But then Iris is like, um, Oh, no. I mean, I was going to say that we could get married, but uh, instead, let's just go ahead and have sex. And so they do. <laughs> and then they uh, cut to um, she's saying, I can't believe it was over so quick with all that anticipation. And you're like, wow, Flash, you just, <laughs> you just you finished so quick. You like you didn't like let her enjoy it. But what she's really talking about is a pay-per-view boxing match that they watched instead of having sex? Well, what's going on here, you hell? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, like she says something like, oh, uh, I can't believe, or he says something, I can't believe that boxing match ended in round two or something. <laughs> what is that? Like, that's, uh, I mean, this is supposed to be like the dark, uh, you know, time in the, in the hero's journey because the brother is dead and he's, you know, becoming the hero that he's supposed to be. And we're over here making like uh, premature, you know, sex jokes. Like <laughs> it's de it's it's dead brother sex. Steve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like it was. I, did you catch earlier? I'm so sorry. Like in one of the first scenes in the show when they're at uh, the Allen's house mm -hmm. having dinner that like Jay, his brother, is like basically telling his wife that um, that he wants to fuck her. Um, <laughs> oh God, how, what did he tell her? Uh, okay, because okay, Barry Allen's. It's so weird. She's got like ginseng tea. She's the only one. She brought like her own tea, mm -hmm. and he's like, "What is that? Oh, that's ginseng tea." And then he's Barry Allen to her in front of his family, his parents, and his grandparents. Isn't that an aphrodisiac? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. So, uh... so, and so she's weird. like, ah, yeah. And then Jay turns to his wife and goes, oh, maybe uh, you should have some uh, for later. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know. And he just goes, it's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he, al I almost, he almost mouthed, you have to. After yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you pretty much have to. <laughs> anyway, anyway, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. So that Jay wants to force his wife you know what jay is a typical like modern bad cop if you think about it jay is demanding sex from his wife telling her she has to do it basically in front of everybody too mm -hmm. so it's also like demeaning her in front of the family and then later he doesn't want to help uh lila with, with just calling a tow truck all you gotta do is make a call buddy but or i radio think radio it is this pattern of behavior has already been established by the dad, though, you hell, as we spoke about earlier. I mean, clearly. Yeah, he, like, follow like so. Well, thankfully, Barry's breaking the cycle. Yeah, he sure is. Or is he? But, is he? Because <laughs> when he picks up the, the, uh, the doctor, the doctor like, yeah. the scientist, you know, very aggressively. Very aggressive. You know? I mean, where was that going to go? I mean, he, he stopped it. But where was it going to go, you hell? Where was it going to go? Uh, maybe it happened so fast. That we didn't even see it and she didn't feel it.
<laughs> oh, wow. Now that's creepy. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the thing about this whole scene is that, yeah, he's supposed to be like sad and down in the dumps. And instead we're having like goofy post dead bro sex, as he said. Um, and, uh, and then there's a, um, okay. So now we get another, we get another sort of interrogation scene with Lila, uh, and Barry is doing the interrogation. And this is another weird sort of, there's a lot of weird sexual innuendo in this, uh, which of course we're always looking for whenever we have an episode. (laughs) But uh, like, so Barry's like, you know, this is serious Barry, no more goofy, like nerd guy from the beginning. It's like, tell me where Pike is, blah, blah, blah. And she's not going to do it. And then he goes, take off her clothes. And there's this odd sort of pause send them to the lab so I can test him like more. And I was like, Barry, were you going to rape yeah. her? Like what, what's going on here? Send them to the lab so I can smell, uh, yeah. run some tests. <laughs> that was just so bizarre. Like that's like two sort of like little fake outs that, uh, the writers threw in here. And it's just, I don't know. It just sort of took me aback a bit. Maybe they're just making sure we're paying attention. That's all. Um, yeah. So anyway, the uh, Dark Riders, they now break into a prison. There's only two guards in the entire prison. You hell, did you notice that? Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool purple well, lighting. It's a jail. Right. Oh, okay. I'll go with that. So two it's guards. Prison, and... that's, it's, it's, a, it's a police headquarters, so it's a jail. Sure. There's a purple, purple lighting on Pike in the prison for no reason. I love it. Um, I've then... been in jail. That's how it is. <laughs> I bet it is, especially in Tampa. Um, so um, somehow the entire police of Central City are outgunned by this motorcycle gang. Like you couldn't, you know, call in reinforcements. You couldn't call in the National Guard, but whatever. They're trying to keep their prices low. I think we've established that. Um, by the way, what's up with the uh, earlier? I meant to, I think it was when I stepped away for a second. You were talking about when they do the press conference mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, at night. Yeah, uh, they're always at night. It seems like. Why is there a press conference being done like at 10 p.m. at night? Just very strange. But anyways, it's it's how they do things in Central City. It's the city that never sleeps. Because it's like outside the uh, police headquarters at night. So anyway, I, I digress. So uh, one thing we forgot to mention is that, and I thought this was. Uh, I mean, I understand why it's there, but kind of a. Uh, I mean, there's really no explanation for it other than sort of like a theory where the um, the Flash keeps, he basically um, sort of faints out of nowhere here and there. Uh, Dr. McGee says it's just because he uh, his like metabolism hasn't caught up yet or, you know, something, blah, blah, blah. He, she explains it away with science. So that's basically, that's there so the Flash can have a weakness. So when he finally goes mm-hmm. up against Pike, you know, he won't like, Pick him up. He won't and, be so OP. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pick him up, cradle him in his arms, and have his like clothes fall off and him disintegrate into nothing. <laughs> uh, so um, the Flash confronts Pike, and of course he like faints, and then Pike picks up a, a metal bar, a la Clarence Brodiger from RoboCop, starts uh, beating him with it, and I was just like, wow, who knew the Flash's weakness was a metal pipe? Um, so he keeps uh, beating him, and then... The Flash comes back, uh, like Pike, he sort of dismisses him and leaves. I don't know why he wouldn't finish the job, but, uh, and then he shoots a missile at him. Then the Flash runs around him, creating a tornado, and it makes Pike fly up into 
uh, electric power lines where he gets electrocuted. And I was like, wow, the Flash just straight up murdered a guy. But he's not dead, right, Yehel? No. Yeah, yeah I thought so, too. I was like, wow, they're going to have him kill him. That's kind of <laughs> crazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, then he ended up... Uh, falls down to the ground the the bad guy does pike mm. and uh, then flash sits him up and ties him up because uh he's just knocked out i guess he's he, he's just a, a, a little dizzy he needs a little sleep that's right kids if you were to climb up and grab the power lines you'd be okay just get a yeah just need to take a little nappy nap a bunch uh, of people here get i will say in this show like a bunch of people do get shot and killed yeah uh but you never see any blood right um but a lot of times, like, people wouldn't even get killed. You know, it'd be like the A-team where there's, like, you know, millions of shots fired, but no one's ever hit. But... Sure. Yeah, I'm curious if they uh, kept up with this sort of level of, I mean, I use the term lightly, uh, violence, like, with the other uh, episodes. Uh, I do remember one episode, there's, like, a, I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, a Batman ripoff. There's, like, a guy named Nightshade that he teams up with. And then there's like a more extreme version of him. This guy with just two Uzis that just mows down everyone. So, you know, maybe it's, they're uh, keeping it up with the, uh, you know, the 80s style uh, violence in the the Flash show here, which is this show geared at kids or the 18 to 24 year old it, demographic? It's like it can't figure it itself out. And I'm okay with that. I, I like it. I yeah. like the tone that they have, at least here in the, yeah. uh, in the pilot. But uh, so Barry and the doc like have a moment um, and then Julio has dinner with Barry's family. I can't believe Barry's dad allowed him to join them. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're going to skin him. Oh, Jesus. Or, or not skin. They're going to do that. The, it, it, when, when I was watching that, it's funny because I, I was like, oh, this feels a little like get out. <laughs> well, you know, they had to show that Barry and his family weren't racist by, yeah. you know, or at least, and maybe the whole show. Well, the uh, the police captain is also um, African American, so there you yeah. go. There's, and I, there's I do your like, diversity. I, I do like the guy that plays Julio. Yeah, uh, he's uh, very charismatic. Yeah. Yeah, and him and um, Barry, they they have like a good good chemistry, good yeah, rapport. I always thought Julio was uh, pretty cool when I was watching it as a eight or ten year old, whatever it was. So uh, I would say the emotional crux of. Uh, of the film here comes at the end when Barry has to talk to uh, Jay's son and tells him kind of a weird story about his dad getting a silver medal. Um, yeah, he tells him a story. Let me tell you all about when your dad came in second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your dead father? Which yeah, is, let me tell you. I'm just trying he, to... He, yeah, the only ahead. thing he was ever first at was dying in this family. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think or understand the uh, the thought behind with the writers here. It's like, let's uh, tell them about how uh, the dad got in second place. Um, well, but... it's supposed to be like, so I, I think we kind of didn't really touch on it, but the dinner at earlier is for his brother's birthday. Mm. And outside, you know, Barry is like talking to Jay, his brother. He's like, oh, here, I got you a present. He unwraps it. And it's like a silver medal that he got in high school. Uh, that Jay got in high school, and he's like, "Oh, I thought I lost this like uh, back in high school." He's like, "Yeah, I borrowed it. Why did Barry borrow it?" Yeah, that's to impress a girl, I guess. Hey, Maybe. baby, but, check out my chin and yeah. silver medal. <laughs> but Barry's the little brother, so I think the idea is that he stole it, and he's just you know jokingly saying borrow it. But he's like, "I borrowed it. Uh, what a shitty birthday gift!" Like, yeah. oh, thanks for taking the thing you stole from me thirty years ago. 
Yeah, I but, mean, I'll give him credit for trying to like instill like a, a little bit of emotion into what's basically, you know, an an all-out action like superhero <laughs> with weird romantic subplot like thrown Steve, in. If Barry gave it to Jay, mm-hmm. why does Barry have it in the last scene? Because he's now giving it to his son. Uh, there actually is a scene um, where I think Julio gives it to him. It's like, hey, we have. Uh, you know your brother's effects like here's the the silver oh yeah, oh yeah yeah you're right All it right. is in there my my mistake i shouldn't have doubted the uh <laughs> that there'd be any plot holes hey they're in, they, the they are good stuff. writers i mean the rocketeer is almost a perfect movie i think but uh, i mean we can save that for another time and you should watch transfers as well but um all right, are you ready to render your verdict on uh, the Flash 90s TV Let's show? Let's do it. Okay. All right, Mr. Uh, Los Flash or L Flash. <laughs> do you think the 90s Flash TV show should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the multiverse never to be heard from again? I'm going to say uh, remembered for me. Um, this was uh, pretty enjoyable. I, th- my one thing I would say is that I don't think this needed to be an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's pretty typical. You know, all the other episodes are 45 minutes. And especially then, it was pretty typical to have, uh, uh, if it was a show on network TV, to have that first episode be like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I get why they did it. I just feel like it, in some areas the pacing kind of dragged out a little bit for me but overall i really liked it a lot more than i thought i would and uh, i i really like john wesley ship as an actor also um i i definitely think he's uh i mean he does a good job here for sure uh, i definitely think he's gotten better as an actor though uh but he does good here but anyways what say ye steve oh i agree with pretty much everything you said there this was a nice trip down memory lane for me though i'm pretty sure i've never actually seen the full pilot. I think I caught it when it was in its sort of regular, like the regular first episode. I don't really remember anything from this. I definitely didn't remember that Tim Thomerson was in it, um, though. I mean, mm. I didn't even know who he was back then. Uh, but yeah, um, it's. I think a lot of the charm is sort of in the writing, even though they did some weird sort of uh, sex jokes, <laughs> like a weird uh, subplot. Other than that, it, I, I feel like maybe that might have actually been like the studio being like, oh, you got to put in more romance, something yeah, for the I'm ladies. Sure. Uh, this needs more jokes. Right. Yeah. Because everything else seemed um, like, you know, pretty by the numbers uh you know a hero's journey but then when you throw that stuff in it just kind of throws you for a loop um so- yeah and like the jokes are like very they do feel like stuff that was tacked on mm-hmm. at the last minute in fact now that i'm thinking about it steve i wonder if if scenes like the the scene with the cops mm-hmm. in the car where we were like why are they having this weird conversation if that was put in for time and to add more comedy because it, it feels like something done to stretch out the time and there's a terrible joke at the end where like the cops had a box of donuts in the back seat because, of course, they do because they're cops. Right. And donuts are irresistible to a policeman, <laughs> Stephen. That's how you've but gotten uh, out anyway, of uh, all your uh, DUIs. Over yeah, the just years. throw donuts. Just <laughs> throw donuts. Um, but uh, anyway, so the the box is open, uh, or I'm sorry, the box is it is open, but it's also empty. And they're like, oh, you ate all the donuts? No, you ate all the donuts. And obviously it's the Flash that ate all the donuts. Right. But, that was uh, uh, one thing I'm, I was glad that was uh, represented because when uh, 
One of my favorite comic book writers, Mike Barron, took over The Flash. He uh, theorized that if you were The Flash, you know, you would have a high metabolism. You would be eating yeah, all the time. You'd be burning calories so, left and right, yeah. Exactly. And I love that they carried that over into uh, the new Flash, too, in season one. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so uh, for all those reasons, The Flash 90s TV show will be remembered. Here you go. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right, and uh, I believe that's going to do it. Uh, make sure you let us know what you think about The Flash. Is it the best version? Let us know down in the comments or on Twitter or anywhere else uh, that you might want to voice your opinion because we're there lurking in the shadows, just like that no good pike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, anything else going on in your world we need to touch on before we sign off here? Uh, no, no. I think I'll finally start editing a video next weekend, mm -hmm. so that'll be <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, just, just, you know, me, Steve, uh, getting, uh, coffin shelves and, uh, <laughs> strange things of the dark yes. the creature of the night. Like one of like Jeff Hardy, <laughs> who just recently got written off of AEW TV for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, he's back now. Oh wow. Well, that was fast. <laughs> Smoke um, Monster just popped in. He said, I'm here. You can start the stream now. Uh, well, you can restart the stream, Smoke Monster. We're uh, signing off, sir. Yeah, but well, it's good to see you. I will. Yes, thanks for showing up. Um, hopefully, this is the start of many streams where things don't screw up like they used to. Because uh, Yeah, everything worked perfectly. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, I would like to add that uh, I finally got my uh, proofs for issue number two of Escape to Earth. And uh, there were a few um, things that needed to be corrected, but if you supported Escape to Earth number two on Kickstarter, your books will be coming your way whenever they send them to me. Probably a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, you, you added the uh, donut comedy that the uh, oh oh that, that that the studio demanded. Yes. Oh yeah. There's uh, there's like two dinosaurs. They talk. They're always talking about yeah. Donuts. Yeah, I, I, heard, I heard that Extreme Studios reached out to you with some notes. Oh man, from Rob Liefeld. You know he was uh, he was signing at a comic book store in Orange County a few weeks ago. Like it, but I think it was when I was in uh, when I was in Florida or Georgia. If you want to look at it, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to see if he's signing again when you go to what's it, Portland Retro Gaming Expo? Yeah. Rob Liefeld dislikes us so much now that he'll only do signings when we're not in the state. <laughs> I'd like to believe that. That's going to make me sleep better tonight. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone who joined us in the live chat. Or even if you didn't, uh, thanks for listening. And we will see you uh, next Sunday as we continue to unearth even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, let's take a look at the list. Uh, it's cooling off now, but yeah, it was real hot when I first got in here. Um, did we have this on the list? I can take it off. That does not.
No, we didn't. Yeah, we, this is a long list. Where we're never gonna. We're never gonna run it through. Um, sorry, I'm just having a flash. Uh, 